Welcome back to True Reviews Podcast. I'm your host, True Justice. This is episode 223. And I got a bunch of random, random, uh, dumb shit to talk to you guys about today. <laughs> That's my favorite button. Um, couple TV shows, no new movies that I can think of. A couple TV shows, just a lot of different topics. So I'm going to dive into some things because, uh, just it already feels like a long week to me and it's only Tuesday. I saw, um, some fashion shit going on and I saw this picture of Doja Cat and I love Doja Cat. She's a, she's a free spirit. She's got a lot of interesting, interest. I've, I've joined some of her lives before. I don't know if that's the right term. Cause it's not like she's welcomed me in and I was able to communicate with her, but I have watched some of her live videos and she just seems like, uh, she's, Filming things she shouldn't be while she's intoxicated and just talking shit and all this stuff. And I kind of love that. It's like, it kind of reminds me of what I would be like if I was famous. It's like, no, I'm just, I'm going to be who I am. And she had this photo circulating around where she's completely red. She's covered in like 30,000 crystals and it's dope as fuck. I just, and she's bald. She shaved her head or, or she was already bald. I'm not sure. Um, but she just looks like a super villain, and I wanted to shout that out because in the same breath, I saw this other image of Kylie Jenner floating around where she's got this gigantic lion head covering her entire upper body. And I read it was supposed to be some kind of a Beauty and the Beast reference or whatever artistic, I don't know, but that, that shit looks stupid as fuck to me. Not so dope, so unnecessary. Um, but anyways... Uh, I saw Justin Bieber sold the rights to uh, like almost 300 of his songs for a reported $200 million. And if that's not winning, I don't know what is. I'm not a big Justin Bieber fan, but when I saw that, I was just like, holy shit, that's that's pretty incredible. I was reading, reading a little bit more into it, and I guess I think he's dropped six albums, they said, and every single one of them has gone platinum, which is impressive. doesn't matter if I'm a fan or not. That's still just very impressive that... That is what he's done with his career. I've actually become more of a fan of him in his later years than I was when he was younger. Uh, Snow the Product, I got to shout her out because she just announced her new tour. She's coming to Spokane in April. Hope me and my wife can go see that one. We're both huge fans. Still haven't seen her live before, and I'm dying to see it. She's To me, she's top-notch for female MC. She's, she's the greatest. And uh, she, her show just looks like she's got insane energy all the time. And I had to shout her out because I'm looking forward to that. Always happy to see her killing it. Um, since I'm on the music game still, I'll talk about Rihanna. Um, we've all heard, I think, that she's performing at this year's Super Bowl, uh, the halftime. And it's it's kind of it's kind of blowing my mind to see how this this news has been like equally as as impressive to the media or to folks like being excited as last year's with Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige. You know, it's like Rihanna hasn't dropped an album in like over six years. And that just shows how much appeal and draw she has. You know, she's a goddess. We all know it. She's got, you know, she's just got a huge fan base. And she's got recent singles for the Wakanda Forever film, which played perfect to this plan. And they're great songs. Um, I'm hoping a new album follows, but I'm not, I'm not sure what the plan is there. And kind of, I don't know. I always kind of go hand in hand with Rihanna and Beyonce because Jay-Z. But I saw Beyonce just performed live for the first time in four years, which is interesting as well. I just wonder if that's going to have anything to do. You never know what the media is doing with us. 
Uh, got to talk about this Magic Mike. I don't know if I've ever talked about Magic Mike um, ever on one of my shows, but Magic Mike's last dance is coming out. And so my wife sees this and we start to have that discussion that's inevitable. Will you go see it with me? You know, and I, I've I haven't seen either of the first two movies. And I never had much desire to see them, but here I am seeing this preview for the third installment, and I'm seeing Sama Hayek. And Sama Hayek is, she's she's a goddess to me. And some very different promo than I'm used to for the Magic Mike trilogy. Uh, you know, I see, I, I, I saw the first Magic Mike film made like $167 million worldwide. Not bad. The follow-up made $117 million worldwide. And it had twice the budget as the first one. So not quite as successful. You know, they paid twice as much, made less money. Um, and it continued to show this interesting topic that I like to talk about, about male sexuality versus female sexuality. It's an interesting thing to me. And I do believe they're using Salma Hayek and her appeal to bring in the male audience. You know, that was the first thing I told my wife. I was like, oh, they got Salma Hayek in this one. She goes, oh, so you will go see? I was like, oh, yeah, I think about it now, you know. Knowing they'll get more women to convince their man to take them to this one. So just another interesting conversation to have. You know, in Spokane, we have, we have numerous female bikini or topless coffee stands. And they're all over the place. And, and I remember one year specifically, we had a, um, a man... Um, like topless, uh, topless men coffee stand. I don't know, you know, how to explain it. It was just supposed to be good looking dudes that didn't have their shirts on serving you coffee. And I believe it closed within a couple of months. Like it just, it was not successful. Although the hype was there, females were excited, but it didn't last. Why is that? I don't know the answer. It just, it's always interesting to me. Um, I read something about Pamela Anderson today. Stated that uh, Tim Allen flashed his penis at her on the set of Home Improvement. And the comments to me are just absolutely ridiculous. So the quote she said was that she saw like Tim in the hallway and he was in a robe and he flashed her and said he felt it was only fair because he had seen her naked before. And so some of the comments, you know, said it shouldn't matter because she was in Playboy. Uh, it shouldn't matter because she was married to Tommy Lee. Some say it was irrelevant because it's been 30 years since this occurred and why she's speaking up now. All disappointing responses to this, in my opinion. Now, I was intrigued by this because I often discuss the battles of the sexes and also because I have been rewatching Home Improvement recently. And someone even showed a photo of them like 10 years ago and claimed this had to be false or irrelevant because she looked happy in this photo. And that doesn't look like the face of someone who was traumatized. And I'm like, that's just so disappointing again. So I, I recently reviewed the movie. She said, and I explained the importance of the story as much as I didn't care for the film. And this is an interesting story to think about. It shouldn't be brushed off with ignorant statements to dismiss the problem just because she's Pamela Anderson. She posed nude, all this. It doesn't, it doesn't just justify any sexual traumatic event that people decide to. It doesn't mean just get a walk by. Every dude that bought a Playboy doesn't get a walk by and just throw their dick in her face and be like, you asked for this because you pose naked. I just don't get people. I don't get it. So moving on. Uh, I saw some NHL news, which I don't read a whole lot about anymore. Although I do think hockey is awesome. I really do. I don't watch a lot of it. But um, the Philadelphia Flyers have a player named Ivan something. Uh, and he refused to wear a pride-themed jersey. 
And this gets interesting to me because we often see pro athletic clubs unite clubs, sorry, clubs unite for, for many things, whether it be for the troops, uh, cancer, political statements, etc. You know, we, we would tend to see special jerseys or other merchandise go on sale for the fans to purchase. And the players would wear like a patch or something on their helmet or even customize their footwear, right? Well, my initial thought on this was, you know, forcing a player to wear anything aside from their assigned uniform takes the power away from the message they're trying to convey. And making the uniform become the message is kind of another level. You know, it's an interesting world we're in now as acceptance and tolerance are at war with each other constantly. I believe I read this player boycotted the game entirely claiming religious beliefs is why they would not wear the jersey. And we all saw, you know, Kyrie Irving get blackballed in the NBA as he stuck to his beliefs in regards to the COVID vaccine. And that was refusing to allow something to be injected into his body, something many experts swore would be beneficial to protect humanity all in the same breath while others are fighting to express the dangers of, all, of the vaccine and how it has caused harm to others. And I've seen people turn down jobs or even threaten to quit jobs. They claim to you know, love based on potential uniform changes or requirements. You know, in the, in the United States, freedom is supposed to be our bread and butter. And forcing anything would appear to go against that promise. I don't have an answer on any of this, but I felt it was an interesting topic to discuss and get the brain working as I fear this problem is only the forefront of what is to come. So think about it. I had a discussion with people at my work uh, recently about uh, required training everyone will have to complete in order to be employed with the organization. As the entire backbone of my position is essentially evaluating the potential consequences and the reality of expectations that coincide with human behaviors. I felt it was necessary to spark the discussion about what happens when people do not show up or participate in the training. I was looked at like I was crazy for even having the thought of noncompliance. And we are fresh out of a two year experience with way too much evidence of the amount of noncompliance we were all capable of. And still they did not expect this to be an issue to prepare for. Well, after just one class, Excuse me. We have we've seen that our failure to plan for that has left us in a position to react. We must never forget that shit rolls downhill. So if we see the people we look up to willingly or unwillingly living differently than we are being told we have to live, it causes a separation of trust. When we lose trust, we are left with a lot of fear. People act really fucking stupid when they're scared. It's not just one hockey game, one player, one jersey. It's not just one vaccine. It's so much deeper than that. Think about it. Um, another thing that was just on my mind this week, my mind's been spinning like crazy, is just the cost, the willingness to pay. <laughs> People are constantly tripping about the cost of things that they continue to pay for. I see it about gasoline, milk, eggs, etc., cigarettes and alcohol and weed have all increased significantly and they have proven that we become addicted or dependent and will pay whatever it costs to continue and maintain our lifestyle. <coughs> Excuse me again. Maintain our lifestyle with these items. Pay-per-view prices, streaming services versus cable. Until we stop purchasing, they will continue to raise the prices. My favorite game is the gasoline prices. I see people scoping out all gas stations in hopes of saving a couple of pennies per gallon, even if it means they have to waste more gas to get there, 
Think about that. <laughs> then they will drive further to wait in lines to spend more money on overpriced coffee and be late for work, which pays for all that shit because the line was too long. And then they'll get upset if you're treated like you're supposed to be here on time. Weird. Where is the sense in that? They have a strategy to this madness, I promise you, especially when a cost rises substantially. Take this for example. Let's say gas is at $3 per gallon, and then it goes up to 4 There's a minor outrage. People may claim to boycott or refrain from driving, but they eventually don't and continue to pay and complain. Then the cost goes down to $3.50. The people feel this relief and satisfaction like they won. Only the cost is still increased by $0.50 per gallon. So next time it can go up to $4.25 and people will say, well, it's better than last increase. Cry and pay. Wham, wham, wham. Then it goes down to three seventy-five, and people repeat their celebration of their imaginary victory, while others continue collecting on our dumb asses. I just got to hit it again, folks. Dumb shit. Yeah, we are dumb. One of my favorite things I read this week, before I move on to some other topics, is uh, has anyone ever tried extra slutty olive oil? Think about it. Dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> had me had me rolling uh this week i'm looking forward to some fights i'm actually planning to watch the royal rumble on peacock i haven't seen one in years my wife is not looking forward to it <laughs> she told me i have to watch it in another room uh we got a great boxing fight coming up uh better be versus yardy uh you know yardy's not looking like he's a hopeful in it but i i believe every he's he can compete it's a it's a good fight i want to see it but better be is definitely the favorite um, other than that, other than that, I want to talk about a couple TV shows that I've been checking out. I got no movies. It's weird. Um, How I Met Your Father season two started. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the first season. I thought How I Met Your Mother was a great series. It was very interesting. Um, How I Met Your Father. I, It's not quite as good, but I feel I still feel like they did such an incredible job sticking to the formula and bringing in the... Oh, excuse me, bringing in the flip side of things, you know, of course, the obvious, how I met your mother, how I met your father, but I just thought they did a really good job, and I think I'm excited for this season, the first first episode was good, it was interesting, lots of laughs, and not to mention at the end, Neil Patrick Harris shows up, <laughs> so I'm hoping he'll stick around and make some more cameos, maybe even some others. Uh, I know in the first season it was dope when they uh, introduced the original apartment, all that. That was cool as hell. That's on Hulu. Check it out. Um, and then I'll talk about this Special Forces World's Toughest Test. This is on Hulu. It's a reality show. And I don't dive into too much reality TV. My wife was really interested in this because Dr. Drew was on it. She knows. So I started watching the preview and I was like, uh, yeah, but I don't really get too hyped about it. I, I do enjoy or did. I haven't watched it in a while now. The the challenge, the MTV Road Rules versus Real World. I, I always I, I got into those, but I they got less interesting to me when some of these new shows got intertwined in it that I never heard of, and I don't I don't get it. And it's just all about drama, really. But the challenges were always cool, and I was familiar with some of the characters. Like shout out to CT, that's the dude I I, I was always rooting for because uh, I watched his season on Real World. I think it was in London or Paris. I don't know. But I really enjoyed it, but not too much uh, reality TV for me. I, I watched the Kardashians with my wife. Um, aside from that, I'm trying to think. Irrelevant, I guess, right now. But I decided to check this one out with her, and I really like it. We're on, we're on episode three now, and it is some special force guys that 
are taking these celebrities or well-known people and they're trying to get there. I think they have 10 days to go through their test to see, you know, like to push themselves to these things. And it's interesting. Dwight Howard's on there. Mike Piazza's on there. Britney Spears, little sisters on there. Um, that Kate, Kate plus eight, something like that lady, um, that my wife, she used to watch that show all the time. She was on there. didn't last long. Um, I'm trying to think there's like a, there's a Olympian gymnast or something, a politician. Uh, the chef guy was on there, but yeah, Dr. Drew, Mike Piazza, Dwight Howard and Britney Spears, little sister, like, the, Oh, and Mel B shout out to Mel B. Cause I saw her a lot on, uh, America's got talent. I think it was, uh, but it's fun. It's a cool one. I, I don't think it's too corny at all right now. It's interesting. I, I do like this and I, I, I'm interested to see how it plays out. You know, I'm rooting for, oh, Montel Jordan too. <laughs> Montel Jordan's on there. I can't remember because I, I looked at my wife and when it was his turn, I looked at her, I was like, how dope would it be if he looked at everybody and said, this is how we do it. Oh, I know, I know. I'll hit it on myself. Dumb shit. Yeah, I got you. All right, so then I checked out a new show that I just heard of called Accused on Hulu. And this is the serious one I want to talk about because holy fucking shit i think episode two just came out today but i've only watched the first one called scott's story and if i'm not mistaken every episode will be a different story with different actors i'm not quite sure but that's what i believe is happening well in scott's story a teenager named Devin is angry and i'm not going to spoil nothing so don't worry about that but i'm going to talk about it in depth a teenager named Devin is angry and in a dark place his father knows something is not right with him, and his mother is, you know, running tired, trying to help by comforting and finding him better schools or therapists, anything she could do to help. And Devin has an older brother who seems to be like the golden child. And De De Devin's parents find a notebook that essentially lays out a plan for like a mass shooting. And Devin's dad is starting to feel like he needs to kill his son to prevent him from doing what he fears is coming. And the story takes place in the courtroom where it's pretty obvious that Devin is dead. That's not a surprise. It just comes out from the beginning. You know, Devin's gone. We just aren't sure exactly what happened to Devin. And I won't ruin it, like I said, as the entire concept is to lead you to a surprising conclusion. But holy shit, it was, it was really good. I think I gave that episode a four out of five. It was really interesting. I thought it was cool and it was, it was dark. It's real. It's something that um, touches on things that I believe people are too afraid to admit out loud sometimes um, when your own child is the one you're worried about. You know, how do you go about that? In school shootings, they're, they're massive to talk about, and we need to talk about them. We need to, we need to discuss these, these things more often. We need to we – need, uh, mental health in America is, is huge right now, and it's, it's just crazy. I, I could go on a – rant about that for another hour in itself but i won't i'll keep it at that uh, keep it kind of a short episode i just had a lot of shit on my mind wanted to get it out kind of get the mind mind going get the juices flowing so much shit's going on and i like to talk so true reviews podcast that is all i got for you guys episode 223 we will be back